This is The Podcasters Club, brought to you by Precision Podcasting. I am your host, Kane Power. This episode, we're taking our first steps towards promoting our podcast. It's a great day. We're going to scratch the surface with some basics, including what you need to know before you start a campaign, how to overcome self-promotion fears. We'll talk about some branding, some social media platforms, a little bit of SEO, and more. Before we get into it, I want to add a kind of disclaimer. Podcast promotion, as with any type of promotion or digital marketing, is a world of smoke, mirrors, mystery, and chance. And any one strategy which might work for one podcast might not work for the next. It's tricky stuff, and is audience, brand, and personality specific. This is why we have professionals that do this kind of thing. So what I'm saying is, it's a journey which involves a lot of trial and error. Mostly error, let's be honest. But you're in the right place, listening to the right podcast to get started. So this episode was actually kind of a freebie. That was a freebie. (laughs) I was actually looking for experts to interview about promotion when I realized that way back in May 2021, when I interviewed the three digital marketing experts in episode two about finding your audience, I also conducted a separate interview with each of them about promotion. (laughs) Those interviews have been sitting there patiently all this time, ready for this moment. Amazing forethought by me a result of the detailed podcast plan and schedule I wrote while planning this podcast, which is a huge lesson for you budding podcasters out there. Also, while we're here, remember Jacqueline Schiff from last episode about repurposing? Well, that interview was actually recorded a week after our initial chat about show notes, which was seven months before the episode aired. That's planning. (laughs) Okay, So let's get into the chats with our three Aussie digital marketers. Same as last time, I'm not going to introduce each guest each time they speak, so you're going to have to remember their names. At the end, I'll talk about where you can find them. This is Broden Johnson, the founder of Yak Digital. I think sales and marketing go hand in hand, and that's when I started Yak, the uh, digital agency that I run today. This is Karma Levine, the social chameleon and co-founder at The Marketer. Hi. I'm Karma. I run a business called Karma the Social Chameleon. I specialise in social media marketing. And this is Dane Porter, the co-founder at Ground Zero Digital. Hey, my name's Dane Porter and I'm from Ground Zero Digital. Oh, and one last thing. If you stick around until the end, you'll hear Broden give his personal opinion on the best ways to promote a podcast. And after that, you'll hear Karma discuss how she would approach promoting her own podcast about gin. I kicked things off by asking our digital marketers what they think podcasters need to consider before trying to promote their podcasts. I think that I would want to have a reasonable enough backlog of content first. You'd probably want to have four or five episodes kind of ready to go. So when you launch, you've got something to be able to continuously put out there because there's nothing worse than starting a campaign of any sort, whatever you're doing, whatever type of content that is, and then stalling on it. And it's months before you then do the second one. And, and any momentum that you built up in the first go is is gone. If you put out one piece of content, if you publish one podcast, 
and people find it interesting, but you don't follow up on that in a timely manner, that entire audience that you've captured is gone. So if you do a second one, you're starting from scratch again. So I think to avoid putting yourself in that position, give yourself a good backlog of, of material that you can be publishing out. Something that I've often thought would be beneficial would be to establish what your cadence is going to be, whether that's weekly or monthly or six weekly or whatever, just knowing, and again, as a consumer of podcasts, I like to know when the next episodes are going to come out. I don't really care if it's weekly or monthly. I just would like to know because if you then go back and you really like what they're doing and you know that they only produce every month, you're not going to check in every Monday or Tuesday to see if there's a new episode there and get frustrated, right? You, you know that it's you know, four weeks away. So I think that would be important to just establish what that's going to be. I think as well, the other one there would be, perhaps it's not as much keeping an audience, but just how to attract them in the first place would be just to put the appropriate structure around what you're doing. So you don't want a podcast that like episode one goes for 15 minutes and then episode two goes for an hour and a half and then episode three goes for 40 minutes. I think you want to be consistent in obviously the length of time, but also just the the structure of it. If it was a show, you know, it might be that it's a 15-minute interview up front and then a discussion point and then a tool of the week or a particular thing that you're covering, right? So you've got that consistency. So as your listeners know, I think that serves two purposes. You, they know what to expect. And I think familiarity is very comfortable for a lot of people. But also, if you've got an audience that is only interested in one specific segment of your show, they've at least got a starting point of where they might skip to. All right, so if they're only interested in the weekly wrap-up, which is the last five minutes of your show, let them skip to the last five minutes of the show, right? They're still listeners. They're still getting value out of what you're putting up. But uh, yeah, you're not forcing them to listen to this hour and a half long waffle before you get there and it could be slipped in at any, any moment. So that would be an important factor for me. This isn't really necessarily to do with promotion, but something that I think needs to be considered first is what your capacity is for producing that podcast. Are you going to be publishing a podcast every Tuesday at 2 p.m.? And then once you've got a, a flow that you can commit to, then that promotional activity becomes a lot easier to achieve. I think what people get wrong is they start worrying about how to promote the podcast and then the actual publication of it, the production of it falls behind. The best way to do your promotion is to have a consistent product. And if you can't commit to having that consistency, then your promotions are going to be all over the place. Yeah. Consistency is so key. Every podcast that comes through my world that doesn't continue, you know, when they wanted to make it a proper thing is because they don't release regularly. And what happens is you'll get some listeners, they'll come to expect a time for it to be released. You won't hit that. They'll go, I want to listen to a podcast, listen to someone else, and you've lost them forever. Yeah. And I think it's true of most content types and most sort of content marketing. People don't necessarily know that it's missing. But if they go looking for it and there's not something new, you're absolutely right. They're going to go listen to someone else. And as we, you know, already discussed, there was thousands of podcasts on a on a given topic. And you know, if you've missed that point in time where they were looking for that particular topic and they wanted to come to you for that advice, you know, you didn't pick up the phone. 
I guess as a new podcaster, probably what I would want to consider would be what is your podcast for? And I know that sounds silly because you wouldn't want to start a podcast without having a purpose, but what's the end goal? So I think that that's really important on how you measure your podcast effectiveness is what is it actually there for in the first place? Are you going to want to interview other people? Are you just talking about a topic and trying to get a following on that? Is it to push your personal brand? Is it to push a product or a service? I think, you know, what happens is people are passionate about a topic and they think a podcast is a really easy way to kind of get that out there. And, you know, there's a bit more to it than probably most people appreciate. So if you're going to put that effort in, what's the end goal? Because if you start and then change it, as I said, you're breaking your brand promise. So if you're really clear on what the goal is from the beginning, all the rest of your decision-making should be, you know, relatively straightforward. Is there anything that you need to consider before you start with a promotion plan? So we're talking about promoting into a like a paid sense across social media or something like that? I suppose people are going to start out without paying. So maybe we touch on that first and then we head into um, actually putting money into a campaign. Yeah. Well, your organic strategy is about just putting content out, finding out which platform. And so you might determine that YouTube's better for you because you get better stats. You might determine Facebook's better for you. So you, you get better stats there. But an organic strategy shouldn't be overthought in the early days. It should just be put out. And I know that from working with lots and lots of businesses that the one of the first things they drop is their content they're producing. And when it comes to it, they just overthink it. They take the pictures, they get the content, but that's never perfect. And then it's, you know, death by perfection, perfectionism, because it's never right, but you're never going to get it perfect. So just, just put it out there. For a paid version, you, you want to really make sure that you've done your homework on how to utilize the platforms. Again, just being in the industry, I've seen a lot of people waste a lot of money on doing paid ads, either one, not doing it right, and that's fine. It takes time to learn using the wrong agency if you're going to use an agency. So just making sure that you've ticked the boxes there because it is an investment. But when you are going to do it, be prepared to do it for, again, a period of time. You're not just going to do it for two or three days and go, no, that didn't work. You know, invest three, six months and know that that's going to be the investment before you do start. Otherwise, you're going to be, if you do it a week, you turn it off, you're just wasting money at the end of the day. So make sure you've got that outline, but also understand what is it you're actually trying to achieve. So ask yourself, what is it that I would consider a success? And that's something we ask our clients when they come on board is what would you consider a success of this campaign? And you need to be able to answer that question, not just say, oh, like if you don't think about it, then how do you determine a success or not? So make sure you can ask yourself what that is and what the goal is of it before you start throwing money at Facebook or Google or whatever, because they make enough money. So just um, take your time and, and set the strategy right. So interesting that both Dane and Karma talked about consistency. That was the first thing they thought of when asked about promotion. It really shows how important good planning is to promoting any product. Broden was talking more about strategy and the importance of just getting content out there, avoiding death by perfection, and just releasing episodes. It was also super interesting how he recommended asking yourself what you would consider to be a successful outcome of your promotional campaign, 
and then forming a long-term strategy based on that outcome. Wild! The common theme here is planning, which is super interesting because most of the time when I'm asked by new podcasters about promotion, they're looking for a quick fix, like the path to lots of listeners lies in a few social media posts and high-profile guests. But if you're not working towards your goals from the very start, reaching them is going to be based on luck alone. Next, I asked about something I've struggled with in the past, and which I'm sure lots of other people have struggled with as well. Self-promotion. Putting yourself out there and saying, hey everyone, look at me and this thing that I've done, can be daunting. And quite often the best places to reach your audience, like subreddits and Facebook groups, actually have rules banning any type of self-promotion, which also makes it feel like you're doing something wrong trying to talk about your work. So how do we deal with that? Yeah, I think people need to get over being pushy or needy with their promotion. I think we've got a really big culture of, you know, tall poppy syndrome and you're not allowed to talk about the things that you're doing that are fun or pushing your career forward and you should be humble and should only ask, you know, only tell people about the things that you're doing if they ask first. And I actually don't agree with that. I think you should be able to talk about anything that you're doing and if people are interested then they'll want to find out more and if they're not then they'll tune out and you know maybe they'll tune out for a period of time and then tune back in in a few months to see you know what you're up to I think we've all seen a friend who's had a baby or got a puppy or gone on a new fad diet and their whole Facebook is this whole, you know, this new thing that they're doing. And then we tune out because it's like, well, I know that all of this is going to be about that. But, you know, maybe in a year's time I'll go see how that weight loss journey went or how that puppy's going or whatever. But I think promotion is not, it's not always about me. It's not, you know, listen to my podcast, how amazing am I? It's, well, we're just discussing a topic so you know if you're interested in that topic there's something in there for you it's not um oh look how clever I am I've got a podcast it's you know I, I want to talk about a topic and if you're interested in that as well then you know tune in and, and see what you think get over it would probably be the first bit of advice <laughs> you've got it I mean you've got to swallow it at a certain point don't you um call it self-promotion, it's just promotion, whether you're promoting yourself or you're promoting a business or you're promoting someone else's business. I think the patterns and the process is pretty much the same thing. The difference in self-promotion is that you probably have a little bit more license to lean on existing networks that you've already got. Um, for some reason, people find that a bit nerve-wracking and, and they don't want to do that. They don't want to tell friends and people who are very close to them about what they're doing because... I don't know, there's some inertia about it or there's some anxiety about it. You know, I read a couple of sales books and things like that. If you can't sell it to family and friends, what help do you have selling to a stranger? I think there's there's a bit of truth in that. But I think you've just got to have a go, myself included. I mean, you, you try and advertise yourself or put up a service or whatever and you, you second guess it and you're not sure if it really hits the mark or whatever. There's only one way to find out and it's get out there and do it. As a tip though, a piece of something you might want to consider is test the waters. So if you, you want to show somebody something or you're putting out a piece of advertising material or promotional material, give it to a small audience of it, a very targeted audience of people if that's an email campaign or, or whatever. Pick them off and deliberately get feedback. So don't, don't just wait for feedback to happen because it probably won't come. 
But if you ask for the feedback and say, hey, we want to get a review or a rating on this or a, a quick survey at the end or whatever, then you can at least validate it. And I think that will probably kill a lot of the anxiety that people would experience up front. So one of the partners in Ground Zero that we're working with at the moment, she's on this journey of going imperfect action, which is just do something. It's not going to be perfect. Get it out there. Take the next step. Just keep taking the next step um, because otherwise we'll sit here and perfect it forever. And meanwhile, you haven't told anybody about it and you've been sitting on this idea and it might be excellent, but no one's aware of it. Just get it out there. So it's about understanding the guidelines. So that, like some places have certain rules. If you're in a Facebook group, a lot of the time you can't promote yourself. So you've got to get creative on how you are going to get your name out there. And if you're in part of the group or something that has rules about self-promotion, don't promote yourself because, again, nobody likes to be sold. If you do a typical, hey, buy my shit, listen to my podcast, whatever, people aren't going to look at it. They're going to ignore it. So instead, flip it on the head, put yourself in your avatar shoe and go, how can I provide value to this person? And that might be that someone in your key audience, your avatar, has asked a question on the Facebook group going, hey, I need help with such and such. And you might know the answer to it. Put your comments in. And just it's going to be little subtle ways that you can build value in there. But if you're part of a few key groups that have pretty good volume and you're constantly in there answering questions and providing value, people are going to start seeing you, right? And then if you want to do the self-promotion thing, that's when you can step into create a personal brand for yourself, create a Facebook page and Instagram page and build that personal brand. Because I think, it, especially in the podcasting world, I think that's a really important element to it because people are generally going to resonate better with a person rather than a business or a logo. So I think there's a good element of building a personal brand in behind building a podcast. And, you know, there's many ways to do that. But again, it's just being getting out there and being seen. So get over it. <laughs> okay, done. Over it. Really what I've taken from that is that a slow, measured approach is going to help with most self-promotion hesitancy. Test your show on like-minded friends and family to see if they like it. Become an active member in the communities you're trying to reach, and over time, the community will come to know what you offer. Broden touched on personal branding at the end there, which leads us into what we're going to discuss next. Branding. It's something we think about as essential for a business, but how important is branding for a podcast? Like a brand is a very broad topic. Like we could talk logos and consistency and brand colors and fonts and, you know, there's, there's a lot there or it could be just a general view. So in th this is just my opinion. I think it's important to have a brand and consistent brand. So, you know, as a rule of thumb, just get your colors sorted, get your logo sorted, get your font sorted, use the same shit across all the platforms so it's consistent. And your podcast is going to have some sort of name, of course, that's fine. But I think from, again, just a personal opinion, I think it's good to have your own personal brand associated to it because the podcast will be hosted by you. You're probably going to be the voice behind it. People are going to get to know you. And then when it comes to a podcast, there's generally going to be another thing associated to it, like a business or another, like it's going to be connected to something and it's going to be a purpose behind doing the podcast. So if you're elevating yourself as a brand and connected to the podcast, then when you know business B comes in, you can easily connect the two because you haven't just built the podcast primarily on its own and the business on its own and they don't connect whatsoever. If you're the connecting person, then it makes it easier to pull all these together and to be able to utilize the same audiences across the two platforms or three or four or whatever you've got. I think branding is always important in everything that you do. I don't think it make or break what you're saying. I think good content is more important. 
but you want to be consistent. If you mean having a podcast that's got like a catchy name and some follow-up material around it and a complimenting website and something that people can be familiar with every time they they see or hear what you're saying, that's obviously psychologically a good thing because people will, will be much more familiar with you. But I think at the same time, branding can just be an individual. You know, if you're, you just go by your name and you're someone talking about a topic with your audience and you then follow up on that with engaging your audience with that through social media or email or other, you know, picking up the phone and talking to them, whatever it might be. I think as long as they're familiar with who you are and what your name is and what your expertise is, you'll be okay. Consistency is the key. When you say branding, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is branding in terms of the look and the visual representation of your podcast. And while I do think that that's important, when you say branding, I actually, from a podcast perspective, think that it actually incorporates way more than what would traditionally be called brand. I think your brand of podcast is the way that you interact with your co-host or your guests. I think it's the way that you communicate. I think it's whether you break your shows up into little subsections, all that kind of thing is all part of your podcast brand. And we all like different types of podcasts for different reasons. I prefer the ones with two hosts, you know, and that backwards and forwards banter between them is something that I really enjoy. Um, I know that, you know, a colleague of mine prefers with the single host um, and he likes the interview style. So, you know, the rapid fire questions backwards and forwards. So whatever your style of your podcasting is actually part of that podcast brand as well. And I think once you've got an audience who responds to that and, and appreciates that, then that is your podcast brand and then deviating from that is um, probably problematic in terms of promoting and and growing a bigger following because, as you say, it's a lot about word of mouth and getting recommendations for podcasts. And if someone says to you, oh, hey, you have to listen to this podcast because of the banter between the two co-hosts is amazing and they're really knowledgeable on their topic and then you tune in and there's only one host – and that banter part is gone and that's the reason that you, you know, went and listened to it in the first place, then you're going to feel, you know, negatively about that podcast. It didn't fulfill the brand promise. Branding runs deeper than a logo. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think the visual aspect is important as well, but it's so much more than that. So I think branding comes back to the core purpose behind your podcast And as Karma said, it runs deeper than just aesthetics. Your personality is part of your brand. Your format is part of your brand. But the biggest takeaway for me, once again, is consistency. If your listeners are attracted to your brand, and you start deviating from that and essentially failing to deliver on your brand promise, you're going to be switching audiences and losing listeners. Whereas if you know your purpose and what your podcast is trying to achieve, and you represent that in every way you can and stay true to that purpose, you're presenting a strong brand. Next up, I wanted to clear up the confusion of the various social media channels, and whether it's essential to have a presence on all of them, or best just to focus on a few. You certainly don't need to be on every single platform. 
I think you would rather, you know, it's the old adage, quality over quantity. It's no good being on every single social media platform and paying lip service to each one of them on an irregular basis, right? If you have a captive audience on, pick one of them, Instagram, and you had a, a large following on there and that was a, the tool that you engaged with to reach your audience and that's how people find you, that's enough. You don't need to go and expand that into some other platform if it's serving its need. I would rather just be very good and very proficient at one or two of those platforms. And the reason why there's so many different social media platforms, the reason why they exist is because they're all doing something very differently. You know, some have fed more because they're visual. You know, Instagram is quite a visual tool and it markets a certain way. TikTok is about providing content to people that they don't have to go looking for it. So it's it's trying to fulfill demand just based on what people are watching and trending. And Facebook was originally designed to interact with people that you already knew. It's probably changed a bit now. But, it, you know, understanding which one of those things is beneficial for your audience is, is the most important thing. But no, I, th- I think you'll, you'll lose focus on what you're actually trying to achieve if you're spending all your time keeping up with all the social media platforms and trying to post to them. It seems like a waste of time to me. I would definitely focus on one or two. The main focus is the podcast itself. And then if you try and be on every single platform as well, you're going to spread yourself too thin and and your consistency is going to suffer. It's always best to start with the platforms that you're most comfortable with because it's just from a practical point of view, just easier. You don't have to learn to press new buttons or, you know, anything like that. So if you've got a Facebook account and an Instagram account, that's probably where you would start. It also just depends where your audience is. There's no point creating an audience for a, an Instagram account um, for a podcast when the people who are going to listen to your podcast aren't on Instagram. That's a waste of time. Should we be on every social media platform and like, you know, throwing it out everywhere or should we just focus on the couple that we're good at or that we like? I would stick to two or three as a primary and then have sub social medias or sub platforms. So maybe you go Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, right? And you don't have to pick all three, just pick one, two, three, and those are going to be your primary platforms. And that's where you want to produce unique content. So you have unique stuff going out on Instagram, unique stuff going out on Facebook, unique stuff going on YouTube, and then all the other social media, because there's about well, there's seven or eight platforms you can pick, that's repurposed stuff. So you can pull the stuff from the main categories that just gets pushed out to all the other platforms because you still want to have a presence. You, know, you might not need to produce fresh stuff for TikTok, but you can just repurpose some of the stuff you've already done and it goes out there. So if people want the unique stuff from you, then they go to your main platforms and that's where you always push everyone back to. So if someone sees you on TikTok or Snapchat or whatever, it's come follow me on Instagram because that's where the fresh stuff is. That's where the promotional stuff is. Quality over quantity and understanding what platform is right for your audience. That's the ticket right there. Now, I've given one final question to each guest, and first up is Dane Porter. I asked him whether he thinks SEO ranking is relevant to podcasting. Uh, SEO is important for anyone that's trying to grow their business online. Simply put, that's where people go to find any content, whether it's podcasts, written, which school to send their kids to, 
what the recipe for next week is going to be, Google is it. It's it, There's no two ways about it. You won't be stumbled across if you're not on Google and you're not ranking well. So SEO, it is important. What that ties into is what your broader business is. Like if, if the podcast is the business, then probably you're going to perhaps attract an audience on Google by being found, but you're going to grow your audience based on your podcast listeners and getting them to provide feedback to you, right? So if the podcast is the core business, then you should use the podcasting platform as the vehicle to grow. If your business is not the podcast, but the podcast is a channel into your business, that's a different equation. You should be putting your eggs into the SEO basket, getting people to come to your website using whatever tools and and methods are available to you so you can get found online and then using whatever your business strategy allows you to do to then drive people to listen to your podcast. So it's it's top down bottom up depending on where you are and what you what you're actually trying to achieve out of it. But look, I'm sure I'll repeat myself many times over if you're not being found on Google, you're probably not going to get found anywhere. It's just the way it goes. A great way to start improving your Google rankings is by repurposing your content into articles and blog posts. For more information about repurposing, have a listen to episode 15 of this podcast. Next, we have the last word from Broden Johnson. I asked his personal opinion on the best way to promote a podcast. Best ways to get your podcast in front of people is to find the people that are going to want to listen to it. And I know that sounds blasé, but you want to go through the steps we've spoke about, identify that avatar and find out where they are. Then I'd probably go through and maybe find, as, as an initial point, I would go through and find people that also have the same audience for you. Because when you start off, you've got no audience and it's going to take you a while to build that audience. You start off with zero, right? So go and find a handful of people or more that have the audience that you can tap into. Because that's going to be the quickest way for you to get out there. Keep producing your show, but go and jump on other people's podcasts. Go and jump on other people's Instagrams or lives or whatever and find and tap into their audience, you know, find out who has 10,000, 20,000, a million, whatever your budget is or wherever it sits or whoever your connections are, find out who else has your key audience and then tap into that because getting in front of those people is going to be a lot easier if you've got the right connections to pull some of that traffic back to you. But then at the end of the day, just keep chipping away at your own stuff. Keep putting it out on, the, on your main platforms. Keep producing that content. Keep producing the podcast. It will take time to grow, but it will if you keep consistent at it. And that's just where a lot of people give up is they, they do it for a little bit and give up because it takes too long. That's really going to be the biggest reason that someone doesn't become a success with their podcast is that they give up too quickly. And I can't reinforce that enough. The amount of times that I've seen people have a go at something or or um, think they've got the next best idea and just never put anything into action. It's the reason people, you know, back down. And you don't always need a huge amount of money behind you. There's a, there's a million and one excuses you can use as to why you shouldn't be doing it. And, you know, trust me, the excuses will come. It's human nature to provide excuses because it makes us feel better, you know, for not doing it. But at the end of the day, just bugger all your excuses, go into it and give it a go because it is possible. You know, if you look at any major business or anyone that's gotten anywhere, they've probably gone bust multiple times. They've gone through the tough yards and they've come out the other end. It just takes hard work. And if you've got money, then great. It's probably speed up the process. But if you don't, it doesn't matter. It's not an excuse. Like I said, I started this business with 50 bucks to my name 
And I mean, I'm I'm 27 and I've built two million dollar companies. And from that, I've almost been bankrupt twice as well. And I've done that all while raising a family on a single income. And I'm not saying that to, to brag, but it's it's about like my story is nothing compared to a lot of the other people. Like if you look at some of the big names out there, they've they've just done the hard yards and just go out and do it. Give it a crack. Make a go at it, but just commit to it and put it in your calendar, put it in your diary to do it day in, day out, because you will eventually get there. It just you need to be able to stay focused and stay consistent and stay disciplined. For more about finding your audience, check out episode two of this podcast. And finally, I asked Karma Levine how she would promote her own podcast. Okay, so if I was going to create a podcast for myself, I guess the best way for me to talk about it would be to put it in terms of something that exists. So I'm a gin nerd. (laughs) So I would start a gin podcast and talk about gin. In which case, as far as promoting that, it'd be really quite simple. You know, you'd have a few high-profile guests or as high-profile as you can have. Um, so maybe some distillers or the sales manager of Fever Tree Australia or something like that. That can't hurt. Tapping into people's existing audiences is always a good idea. Also, there's a lot of Facebook groups dedicated to people's passion projects. So obviously there's, you know, several very large gin nerd groups that applies to pretty much any niche that you could imagine facebook groups and forums and things like that reddit not the sort of place where you obviously want to just drop a link to your podcast and run but you know if you're part of a community who are interested in the same sorts of things you're not really spamming them by saying oh here's my podcast link it's you know oh we were just discussing this on our podcast the other day here's the link if you want to check it out obviously depending on the rules of the different forums you can get yourself into a little bit of trouble but for the most part if it's a community that you're actually active in that's going to be okay I would probably create separate social media entities for the podcast itself and then um, try and develop a bit of a following there and then I think anything that you've got a personal audience on, you know, hey guys, this is what I've been up to lately. If you want to have a look, have a look and share it on, you know, your personal profiles, maybe Facebook, LinkedIn, anywhere where you're sort of active. And then there's always paid routes and things like that. But I think, you know, trying to using audiences um, of other people's as guests that already exist is really powerful. Um, and then trying to create an, a following through, you know, social media and word of mouth when you're face-to-face with people is, is another really great way of doing that. Such great advice and a perfect summary of everything we discussed in this episode. Karma Levine is the social chameleon and co-founder at The Marketer. You can find her at karma.social and themarketer.news and follow her on Instagram at karmathesocialchameleon. Broden Johnson is the founder of Yak Digital. You can book a free 30-minute strategy session with Yak at yak.com.au. Yak is spelled Y-A-K-K. And follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash yakdigital. Dane Porter is the co-founder at Ground Zero Digital. You can find him at groundzerodigital.com.au and follow him on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groundzerodigitalau. That stands for Australia. I want to thank Broden, Karma, and Dane for sharing their knowledge with us. 
You'll find all their links in the show notes for this episode. Till next time. This podcast was created by Precision Podcasting. We make podcasts sound better. For more about what we do, resources on podcasting, and if you'd like to get in touch, visit precisionpodcasting.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash precision podcasting. Yes, that is spelled the way it sounds. If you'd like to hear more episodes, make sure to hit subscribe. Thanks for listening.